Welcome to the Fruitful and Fearless podcast, where we're serving up gospel-fueled courage to the Christian woman to remain faithful in her calling. Hey everybody, welcome to the Fruitful and Fearless podcast. Jared is here with me today. Hey ladies. And I'm excited about this. So he recently did an episode on the Shepherd's Crook about why we homeschool. And it got me thinking about doing an episode on how we homeschool on our end of the podcast because this is how it works in marriage that men set the vision for the family and then women make it tangible, make it happen. And um, I think it's Rachel, no, 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 Rebecca Merkel that has a quote in Even Exile of men are the words and women are the music. It's not that we mm. don't teach theology. This is a quote about theology. It's not that we don't teach theology. We just do it a different way. Mm-hmm. We are the music. And um, so I think that could be said even about uh, vision for the home, that mm-hmm. men set the vision with words and then we implement it with the music. We make it happen. We make it fleshly and tangible and beautiful and have sights and smells and mm-hmm. feelings and all the things. So um, I thought that I would let all our listeners know what the sights and sounds and feelings of our homeschool are. Yeah. And this being said, um, this is not an episode of how you should homeschool. Every home is going to look different. Um, Principles may yeah. be the same, but the application of how that works itself out based on different curriculums and mm-hmm. schedules and, and children, kind of stuff, children and, and ages and seasons of life. So, um, don't take this as you should do this, but I know I always like seeing what other people do because it may trigger an idea of like, oh, I could do that this way, or I have that, or um, just stuff like that. So I thought yeah. that we could just kind of go through, talk about our homeschool day, things that we use, things that we enjoy, and yeah, go from there. But first, kind of give people an overview of your latest episode, and they can go to Shepherd's Creek yeah. and listen to that, but kind of <clears throat> give a quick flyover <throat> of why we homeschool again. Well, we'll put the link to that episode in the show notes. But just real quickly, when we first got married, there were some things that we saw differently. We experienced growing up differently in different kind of households. And obviously, when two people get married and a husband and wife come together, there's a process of figuring out how this works. Like, okay, I grew up with a way of life. You grew up with a way of life. And I had read Vody Bauckham's Family Driven Faith in 2007. So it really re- resonated with me, just one line that just sticks in your brain that you just can't get rid of is when Vody says, if you give your kids to Caesar, don't be surprised when they come out Romans. For me, I knew that government schools was, was not going to be an option for our family. And yet, that's what Jordan grew up with. Her dad was a teacher and an advocate of public schools. My mom was a teacher and an advocate of public schools. And things have just so changed since, I mean, 10, 15, 20 years ago, or even longer since we were in school. We had these conversations, and at first, I mean, homeschool was not on your radar Mm -hmm. before we had kids, right? Yeah, and I posted this on Instagram before, just about how I did not want to, and Jared's being gracious (laughs) in describing that time, but whenever he, you know, I remember specifically a walk that we went on uh, back on Center Street in Carterville, Mm -hmm. and I think we were walking actually on Grand at that point, but I remember the sidewalk, what house we were in front of, and you talking to me about this, and... um, and giving me that quote, and we're like mm-hmm. talking about all the stuff, and just being like, no, but, 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 mm-hmm. and um, just not wanting to do it, not thinking that my personality would jive well with homeschooling, because I tend to not be a scheduled, um, regimented type person. I, I have 
always just like spontaneity Mm -hmm. and things being different every day. And, um, and I thought that that for some reason was antithetical to what a Mm -hmm. homeschool day would be like, which it's not honestly. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I have also changed and the more kids that you have, the more scheduled you are anyway. (laughs) But, Mm -hmm. um, but then just like coming to the same convictions as my husband has been a beautiful thing. Um, and it's been a uniting thing, and God had, and we kind of started it with like, let's just do preschool. You can't mess up preschool, like, right. um, and then just see how we feel about it. And we did preschool, and I fell so in love with it, so deeply, deeply in love with it. It was the sweetest, most special times, and um, our curriculum provided one-on-one special moments that I wouldn't have thought to do myself, mm-hmm. and. We had days full of really cool moments together that yeah. I didn't expect. Well, and a real quick apologetic, and this is what I laid out in the Why, Why We Homeschool episode. Two things. Ephesians 6 gives responsibility of training the children up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord to the Father. And as the helper, the wife is going to come alongside and help in that central task of education, which is walking with the Lord. That's what we want for our kids, right? More than anything is we want them to know and love Jesus and follow him all the days of their life. And when we raise them in the discipline and the instruction of the Lord, then they're going to get a worldview because they're learning God's word and they're going to be able to see all of life and all of education beyond just discipleship. They're going to see how discipleship in Christ applies to the sciences, applies to math, applies to reading, applies to history, applies to everything they learn in homeschool. And so they're going to be able to learn broadly because they have the foundation of all learning, which is the scriptures. It's knowing God and walking with him. So first and foremost, the responsibility of education is with the parents. And then Luke chapter 6 verse 40 tells us Jesus is speaking and saying that the student or the disciple is not above the master. And the disciple, when fully trained, will be like the teacher. There's a one-to-one thing here. And so if you want your children to grow up Um, like you and go beyond you, then you need to be and see yourself as the primary educator of your children. And for us, I want our children to be like me. I want my sons to be like me and then grow into better, more godly, better men than me. Be like us in so much as we are like Christ. Yes. And um, it's the whole be like me as I attempt to be like Christ kind of thing. Right, yeah. Not follow me as I follow Christ. Right. Of of me. And which is also a big responsibility for the mother. Like you say that as we don't want them to be like a government school teacher, which of Mm -hmm. course we do not. Or curriculum. Government school curriculum. Yeah, exactly. But then um, if the student is like the teacher, then as mothers, we should be aware that our actions throughout the day are playing an influential role on our kids. So just to you know, that's, it's a big responsibility. Yeah. Cause attitudes and actions in the home catechize children mm-hmm. and they catch a way of existence and a way of living. And what we want in our home is Providence to grow up. I want her to be like Jordan and I want her to grow into a woman that is even godlier than my wife. Yeah. And I want Jordan to want that for our sons, mm-hmm. for our sons to go beyond us in basic humility, walking before God and others. We want them to be through the Holy spirit, by the grace of God, even it's weird saying better, but well, better I don't want them to struggle that. with the same things don't. that we have struggled with. Yeah, I want, I want to, I don't want them to be quick tempered, you know, mm-hmm. and I want them to be patient, peaceful children. Well, I need to be patient and peaceful. Mm-hmm. So that's a good word for yeah. Because I mean, a teacher. in homeschooling, in any education, the kids are going to sit down and have to do some sort of book work. But what's being caught, they're going to be catching what normal is. Yeah. How do you respond when the pressure comes? How do you work through adversity? 
How do you handle when somebody's mean to you? Or And, and they're going to catch that. And so we want them to catch that from us, and we want to create uh, an environment where this is the normal. And the normal is this is the way things work in the kingdom of God, in the household, in, in a Christian household. And we want that Christian household to be replicated, you know, yeah. in their lives and homes and in, in their children's lives and homes. I think it was Pam Barnhill at the Great Homeschool Convention that said, we can't control bad days. Like sometimes in our homeschool we'll have bad days, but we can control what normal normal days are like. Mm-hmm. So just setting a normal pace for mm-hmm. what your homeschool days are going to be like. Yeah, and you can also give an example of here's how you handle bad days. Yes, and here's even how bad days bad God days. uses yeah. to train and teach, which is cool. Absolutely. So, so let's talk about how it, what it's like. Okay, let's so that's the Let's talk about how then. we do yeah. it. Let's talk about our homeschool days. Let's talk about what you do and what I do. Okay. So I'm very fortunate because Jared... Can I, can I say something yeah. real quick? Okay, woven in this, if you're not familiar, we do uh, My Father's World, maybe we can talk about that, but we also do, there, there is a level of additional, when you think yes. about, there's additional life discipleship. So mm-hmm. when we talk about what we do for homeschool... And even additional curriculum, piece. we add to our curriculum even. And like yesterday, as a part of their education, they're outside, I went fishing with Ben uh, as a part of some discipleship stuff, and I was teaching Ben how to fillet a fish, well, to do that, the fish had to be killed. And so our boys are out there with a stick hitting fish on the head the proper way. They got way. to be a part of the filleting. Yes. They which they are often a part of filleting. Which you could call unschooling, but I mean, that's school. That's schooling. Right. You're learning, yeah. okay, here's what you do with fish. Here's how you mm-hmm. fillet fish. That kind of stuff. And that's the cool part of getting to homeschool is we didn't plan like, hey, let's, let's do a series on fish killing mm-hmm. and then cleaning and... <laughs> And let's do, let's call it angling, mm-hmm. the angling rights for the sparksmen. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't do that, but it's just as we are going along our way, as you know, the Deuteronomy passage, as you are going, when you sit up, when you stand mm-hmm. down, I said the opposite, yeah. but anyway, <laughs> That's right. um, it's really early here. Mm-hmm. Um, so just inviting them into whatever we're doing, and which do, is it's a cool part of education. And we, I do that with cooking a lot with the kids. There's a lot of math to be easily taught um, and just foundational concepts to be grasped as you are doing things like cooking or sewing mm-hmm. or fishing. And did you see yesterday that they were wanting to show Providence the fish? No, so I kept, didn't. Providence had her head smashed to the door, <laughs> face all over the window. And the she boys was, kept picking up these fish that were now dead yeah. and walking over and she just holding the fish. She was crying out as I was folding clothes. She was crying out at the window because they kept flaunting their freedom that she uh-huh. did not have because uh-huh. she was on this side of the door. So funny. <laughs> okay, so how we homeschool. Like Jared said, we use the curriculum called My Father's World, a combination of Charlotte Mason and the classical method, which... I find value and love both of these methods. There are things about both of them that I really like and enjoy. Um, I like our curriculum a lot. I feel like it does a great job encompassing a lot of literature, memory work, a lot of good Bible, um, and then also just really interesting living subjects that it portrays to our children. Um, This year we've done American history, early American history, and um, we've learned a ton about presidents and um man i need ransom in here to tell me all remind me of all the things we learned (laughs) we're almost done with our school year we're almost we have two weeks left of our school year but anyways states geography yeah yeah geography states presidents but we've learned it through really cool books like america the story of us which is just stories of things like the transcontinental railroad and alexander graham bell we learned about yesterday 
and Morris, who invented the telegraph, mm-hmm. and just stories about their lives and interesting things that I, as a person who went to government school, I do not remember this stuff at all. Mm-hmm. But now, as an adult learning this stuff, it's like, man, that's fascinating. That's so yeah. cool. And I get to share excitement with him about what we're learning, which is a how that I want to talk about. Um, enjoying teaching and enjoying your subjects so that your kids enjoy it too and see you enjoying learning I think is super important and this is by the grace of God and I'm not saying that we won't have a season like this but right now there are not tears in our homeschool days Mm -hmm. hardly ever Mm -hmm. and there is not frustration in our homeschool days we really enjoy it we enjoy our time together learning we enjoy what we're doing and if there's ever a time that we weren't enjoying it then this is my advice do the extra experiments, <laughs> like do the extra fun things, which sometimes you don't have time for. But if there's ever a time that you're having lots of tears with homeschool, I've thought about this, like, okay, then it's not feeling enjoyable. Mm-hmm. So, Because that's a big part of education it, it really too. Because if you present the material and the whole process of education in a dreary, sad sort of way. Like, well, let's just get through this. Hurry yeah. up. Come we got to get it get over with. Done. Do your math. Let's go. Then... Um, one thing with Ransom and I, if there's days that he's like, ugh, I don't want to do my math. I just, ugh, there's, ugh, there's so many pages. I'll say, do you want me to sit by you? Mm-hmm. And, and he's like, yeah. And then we'll like kind of chat, chit chat. Right. And that's his personality. He's very extroverted and really likes company, um, while he's doing things, which that's kind of how I am. If I'm mopping the floor, like, Hey, come talk to me while I do this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyways, like just picking up on your kids' cues and knowing their personalities so that, and you can't always do that. You can't always cater to what they want. And I'm not saying, I'm not saying that that's a good thing, but I am saying that if they're not enjoying it, like start bringing out the beauty, stop, start bringing out the excitement and the fun and mm-hmm. the volcanoes and make it be enjoyable for you and for them. Didn't you make them run around the house the other day because they yes. had so much energy? So there was a day last week. It was the day that it was really, really windy. And after that afternoon, I had remembered that I had read a thing about how on windy days, kids are like more energetic because of like the positive, more positive ions in the air or something. I don't know if any of this is true, but I definitely noticed it. They were mm-hmm. definitely more hyper. So in the middle of our homeschool, I was like, okay, both of you go, take two laps around our house barefoot. Go. <laughs> <laughs> and they loved it. And they were like, okay. And they went and did it. And then it was better after that. Um, so just knowing the tendency of a child, that they're human beings, that they're not just things that you're trying to cram information into their heads, but that they're real people. And how would you like just being made to sit still and listen and just, just learn this, just do it, get it Mm -hmm. over with. It's not enjoyable. So thinking of them as human and the book for the children's sake is a beautiful book that really talks a lot about this. So we're not just building students that are good testers. We're not just building students that are going to do really good on the ACT or the SAT and then go on to do really good in college. That's not the point. There are a lot of people right now in this country, literally tens of millions of people who have a college education. They've got a degree. They knew how to do school and get through school and they don't have any idea whatsoever how to do life. They don't know how to get a job, how to keep a job, how to return an email. They don't know practical skills about how to work with their hands. And this is all included in homeschool, realizing that we're wanting to see a human being who's walking with the Lord and able to function in this world in, in a way that's different than just building a good student. We're not just wanting to build good students who can, who can have a good test score. And uh, what a big fail in life if we get somebody with a college degree, $80,000 worth of debt, who doesn't know how to 
go to an interview and sit and talk with somebody. We want to build learners who are walking with the Lord, know how to exist and function in this world, and know how to do wonderful things in this world. Now you know how to employ people, not just being an employing of some of somebody else. And so, okay, so practical side of things then. You do three days of school a week with the kids. So right now our curriculum is just four days a week. Yeah. And I do Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Um, I'm usually out of the house on Thursday working somewhere. One of my couple jobs. And then you do Fridays, mm-hmm. which in our curriculum is just like a nature walk day, nature trail day. day. Yeah. <laughs> but you do the Thursday usually on Friday, mm-hmm. which is our family day. And this is just a huge blessing for our family that Jared is wants to take responsibility for one of those days and wants to be involved in their education. So if you have a husband that wants to do that, then loosen the reins and let him do it, which sometimes it's it can be like, a, that's not how we do it. And Ransom will tell you that that's yes. not how we do it. <laughs> but it's a wonderful thing and a blessing for a husband and a father that wants to be involved in that. So don't be so nervous that your sheets might get messed up in the mm-hmm. binder if your husband takes over a day. So that has been really, really cool and a huge blessing. Yep. And then Jared also does Bible with our family. And if you're listening to this, men, if you're listening in, you and your wife are here driving, doing whatever, and you know, your wife's like, honey, let's listen to this together. Uh, here's the deal. The scriptures are explicit, and I have to insist on this. And uh, to the men of our church, I would have to insist on this. Anybody that I was discipling, read Ephesians chapter 6, verse 1 through 4, or 1 through 3. The responsibility of training up your children is rest upon is resting upon your shoulders. God has put them on your shoulders that are broader shoulders. You are the head of your home. And so this is an obligation as you delegate these responsibilities to your helper, as we talked about earlier, recognize that you play a part in this. And so you have to find ways to raise your children up. You have to be involved. You you have to know what's going on. You may not go through every single day or teach every, every single day. That's not what I'm saying. That's why Jordan does three days a week. But you have to at least know what's going on. Don't let your wife, as you're delegating this responsibility, feel alone in this. She can't feel alone in this. This is this is This is on you. And so... Be encouraged and step up into the responsibilities that God has explicitly given you. Okay, so Ransom is here now. So we're going to talk about what our homeschool day is like. So normally you do Bible with Dad, right? Mm-hmm. And then, that's first. yeah, that's first. What do we normally do after that? Spelling, right? Remember your book, Spelling Book? Oh, we yeah. Do? And then we usually do, I usually do what? What's next after that? Do you remember? Story of Us. The story of us sometimes, our American history thing. We do Grammar and, Galaxy. And we already finished Grammar we, Yeah, we finished our Grammar Galaxy book for the year. So we're, we're done with that for the next two weeks. We finished it a little early, didn't we? Yeah. Okay, what else do we do in our school day? Do you remember anything what? else? Um, the state. We do the state. We're learning the 50 states. So we talk about what state we're doing, read interesting things about it. Sometimes we'll watch a video about that state so we can see pictures of it. Mm-hmm. Yesterday we learned about Wyoming, which is super interesting. Remember that it has the least amount of people of all the states? I did not know that. Me either. It was super cool. It is wild. And Yellowstone is there. I want to go there. I know. Um, and then I usually... Five people in one Yeah, mile. one square mile. Yeah, mm-hmm. an average of five people in one square mile. That's pretty interesting. Not very many people there. And then we do science a couple days a week. Uh-huh. I usually tell you what to do for math, and then you usually do that independently while the little kids have their rest time, don't you? Can I ask you what your favorite part of homeschool has been? What you have what a favorite do, you subject, enjoy? your favorite thing we do? Um, I think read. Reading out loud? <laughs> yeah, that's my favorite part, too. So he reads out loud to me in the day. We usually have something 
to read. But then at nighttime, we have a yes, silent reading time. So it's a privilege in our house. Whenever you learn to read, you get to stay up later and do silent reading, which is a really special thing that Ransom and I share together. Yeah. And so when the little kids go to bed, he gets to stay up a little bit later than those (laughs) little guys. And we read a book together, and I read out loud to him. And right now, we just we finished all of our books for the year. We we got done with them early because we really liked this part of the day. And now we're reading we'll be, Little House on the Prairie again. And A Bear Called Paddington. And A Bear Called Paddington, which has been... It's really cute. It is so cute. <laughs> I love it. So those those are our very special times of the day whenever we get to do silent reading at night it's when everyone else part is asleep. Of the day. Yeah, oh, me too. I love it. That's sweet. It's also been neat to see you read some other books on your own. You just finished a really big book. What was that book about? Titanic. Okay. It was like 100 and something pages, wasn't it? 200. It was 200 Ooh. pages. So is there anything about the Titanic that people need to know? Oh, if it would have hit it straight on, it wouldn't have sank. Yeah. The way that it hit it played a big impact. It was, it was like a million things. If it happened differently, it wouldn't have sank. It was just really interesting. Mm-hmm. If you're getting on a ship, you should never say what? You should never say it, not even... Not even God could sink it. Are you talking about yeah. that? Yeah. Well, we found out that the captain was not the one that actually said that. that right. Yeah. No, yeah, I knew that. other people were saying that. Okay. Anyway, anything else about our school day that we should say? So, where do we do homeschool at? Where do we where are we Downstairs sit? on the couch. Is that your favorite? Mm-hmm. Up in the, t- up up the table. Up on our kitchen table. Mm-hmm. Or in... Oh, bedroom on the desk. We don't really have a set spot. We're kind of trying to find our favorite. What's your favorite? My favorite's on the couch. Your favorite's on the couch. We do some subjects on the couch. Sometimes we have to sit at a desk to do things, though. Mm-hmm. So sometimes we sit at a desk. Um, I think my oh, favorite's at the kitchen table. Sometimes we go outside. Table. Sometimes we go outside. I like those days when we sit in the hammock. Yeah. That's cool. But or sit I, on the outside I don't table. I don't really remember that because it's been winter I know it. when I started I'm ready. school back. Yeah, I know. I'm ready for it to get warm again. But sometimes we've done school out on the outside table. Remember that one time that we went to that bakery and did school? Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. That was a fun day. We should do that again. We should do that again. That was when we were reading Farmer Boy. It was when we were reading. I remember reading Farmer Boy in the bakery. So sometimes, that's a cool thing about homeschooling, you can take school on the go. So you can go somewhere fun and bring your school books maybe or maybe park. yeah or maybe a park that's a good idea or bring some of your school books and like do a few subjects so you don't have to bring everything but bring some of your subjects and do them on the go so that people can like go play at the park after they did school that'd be a good reward for doing a good job with math or something <laughs> but anyways we want this to be a beautiful fun exciting time together and we want to enjoy learning together and exploring the world that God made. God made all this really amazing stuff, and it's our job to dig it up and to learn about it, and that's just so cool. Uh-huh. So I have a few resources that I like. I like Misty Winkler's stuff on homeschooling. She has just tons and tons of awesome content on her website, and then she also has a great book that we gave out at our Titus II class on homeschooling called The Convivio Homeschool by Misty Winkler. And then this year I found Sarah McKenzie and she has Teaching for Mest and she also has the Read Aloud family. Um, and then she has a podcast called the Read Aloud Revival, which is cool. Um, and then like I've mentioned, Pam Barnhill. I recently got a book from her at the homeschool convention that I am excited to dig into. Um, it's about learning together with bigger families. Which, all these, we could talk about a million side concepts when it comes to how we homeschool. Um, with adding a second student this year, I've had to, like, had figure out how that works. So, there's all these challenges that we come up against with homeschooling. And 
we are super blessed at our church that we have Shana, who has been our go-to homeschool consultant. So maybe, listeners, if you don't go to Christ Church, um, talk to your pastor about facilitating someone like that, finding someone for the young women to talk to that's maybe gone through their homeschool journey already, um, an older woman. And, and our piano teacher also, she graduated five students out of homeschool high school, so she's she's done it all. Um, but th- seeing those women is such a blessing to just bounce ideas off of, ask questions like, how did this year, this was my first time adding a second student, and I've talked about this before, it was just like, how on earth do you do it? Mm-hmm. And just trying to figure it out. And... Um, That has been such a blessing just to have those older women in my life. But then there's also the Great Homeschool Convention that we talked about that we really find encouraging and helpful and lots of resources there and information and just things that I did not know that that's how people did this, you know? (laughs) And because we are first-generation homeschoolers in our family, we are learning this for the very first time. And then there's a couple online resources that are good just for um, worksheets and that kind of stuff, one called Teachers Pay Teachers. There's paid stuff on there, but also free and then Vicki Moore just sent me one that I haven't got to explore a lot, but um, it's called the Homeschool Compass, and it has a ton of those free worksheet resources and things like that, too. The great thing about the Homeschool Convention, if you can make it, look on the schedule. It's greathomeschoolconvention.org or com or something like that. Just Google it, find it. And then if you get to go, it's really helpful because there are people who have been doing this for years and some decades. And the curriculum is just really, it's just an amazing thing to see how good the curriculum the presenters are. And here's the really neat thing now about homeschooling. In the 70s, there were less than a million homeschoolers in our country. There's just a very small amount of homeschoolers. Homeschooling has grown so much, now there's over 10 million students that are being homeschooled, which is an amazing thing. Praise the Lord. That's just an awesome thing. And what comes with that is that there's now all these tools, all these resources where you don't have to be alone. You don't have to feel alone. So that can be a really good resource to help you to see, no, here comes Valor. Good morning, Valor. My last tip, buy good art supplies, but that's something that's important to me. I like (laughs) art, and we love coloring and art and drawing, so buy good art supplies. Anything else? I don't think so. Thanks for letting me come on the show. Thanks for doing this with me. This was really fun, guys. I have three three guests now. Valor's even. Valor, you want to say hey? Hey? Say good morning? He said no. He does not. He just woke up. (laughs) All right. Thanks for listening, everybody.